0: Hello and welcome to Coffee with a Candidate, presented by the Union County Weekly and Charlotte Media Group. In today's episode, I sit down with Edwin Elam, who is running for mayor of the town of Waxhaw. Elam says he's a man who knows how to get things done. He explains why that is in this episode, along with his history with the town of Waxhaw, why he's running, and his goals moving forward. I'm Keela Berenson, and this is Coffee with a Candidate. Okay, so what kind of coffee are you drinking?
1: Oh, caramel macchiato. I love it, and thank you all so much for having me, as well as this great coffee.
0: Thank you for being here. So tell me a little about your history with Waxhaw.
1: Well, um, we've uh, been back. The little lady in my life uh, wanted to move back to Waxhaw. She actually was born in Waxhaw, and uh, she's a graduate of Michigan State and also um, the Medical College of Georgia, and Emory and done some work there and she also was feeling this time that uh, we need to kind of settle down and be in one place and I was working out of Atlanta and she said well I want to go back home Our father had left her some land there about 6.5 acres uh, the family has actually been in Waxhaw for over a hundred years and um, uh, our homestead is 79 years old because our father, who passed in 96, uh, uh, left her the property. She bought out her other sisters, uh, which were our two sisters, one deceased. And the bottom line is is that um, this land um, was uh, a unique uh, gift to, for this space and time in history in Waxhaw. Uh, the Waxhaw's first mayor family actually owned several other acres around it, uh, that was adjacent to the property uh, I was able to secure and assemble all of the rest of the land about more than four, about 14 acres so we control about 20 acres four blocks from uptown Waxhaw uh, from the town side but two blocks from where the expansion of downtown will move uh, further north uh, from the uh, Niven's price building going that car to coming north up 16
0: Okay, what made you decide to run for mayor of the
1: town of Waxhaw? Coming back with an agenda only to take care of our own property uh, takes us into the political realm of talking to the town, finding out uh, uh, rules, ordinances, um, those kinds of things that were happening with water, sewer. Um, I'm a former Chamber of Commerce program director. Uh, my job was mandated by then Governor Lamar Alexander, who is now a sitting U.S. Senator. Uh, The people of that day, uh, a gentleman by the name of George Brown, who was an attorney who actually, uh, Governor Lamar Alexander appointed as uh, the state of Tennessee's first Supreme Court justice, uh, was given the task to find someone for this new initiative. I was the person that they found. Uh, I was a former banker in First Tennessee Bank saved a lot of customers, a lot of money, and seriously savings bonds, which I was an expert in uh, through the Federal Reserve. Uh, And the consortium of attorneys who are the most powerful attorneys in Shelby County, I saved them thousands and thousands of dollars and made them thousands of dollars by the bonds that were in their their folders. Um, So when we got to Waxaw and began to read the, the, the writing of what's called the UDO, which is really, uh, should be the ODU. I mean, it's just as backwards as you can actually get for as a person who has a tremendous intellect, trying to understand what goes with what. And um, I was able to pick up some things that were very, very wrong about this document very quickly. And as a scholar and a trained you know, writer, um, I went to the town as I asked the town questions about even our own property, every time I asked, you know, this man in the mirror, every time that I asked, uh, it seemed to be that my calls were referred to the attorney. And, And that quickly tells you that something is wrong. Our land was the Jim Crow land of the 1940s. And the town itself in some way in the past, and we're not mad at anybody, we're just simply saying, that the town had its finger on the non-development and non-helpfulness toward our community. And it was very noticeable since I had the training and background to see what they were doing from redlining to the other kinds of things that are just really too egregious to even mention on this podcast. Uh, they, they allowed our sewer system to, to fail. And in, in a failing state, uh, as you're trying to develop something to build, you learned that uh you didn't have enough sewer capacity so then a guy like me um you asked the question why not he kept saying why not more calls i made all they went to the attorney well we found out that the water system was actually now over in the the county's care and of course uh great men at the county uh, who were running things there uh, talked to all of them you know got a good feel for what was going on there brought about these uh, injustices Uh, some things were maybe already on tap but we did find out that and was able to help get six million dollars that's being spent right now in the economy of Waxhaw that is upgrading the sewer system for individuals had the sewer flooded the streets EPA would have had us all out of our homes we probably would have actually had to sell our property for pennies on the dollar town would have swooped in got the property, uh, developers would have come in, you know, displaced all of us, but yet kept what they wanted to keep that maybe didn't look like this man in the mirror and actually then, uh, put some real challenges for those persons holding on to those homesteads with that tremendous investment criminal. I mean, just criminal, but I was able to, um, do the job, get it done. We paid an awful price for it. They've tried to destroy my character, my name. My credibility, my my collar, my community, my calling, uh, but uh, but we don't scare. I've been able to stay on task, but now we have to look at what they've done for other communities, how they've actually challenged communities all throughout Waxhaw and not done the job. Uh, in my opinion, they've they've just really gotten a check. Uh, they've allowed lower-level departments to make decisions for the town. Uh, they've taken care of themselves as selfish and uh, you know unethical and what it is that I think they've done, but I can clean that up. I've got the background to clean it as an ordained elder. Uh, we bring clean hands to it, regardless of what kind of dirt that they throw. Our heart is in the right place, and everybody knows that ministry is a really the science of the head and the heart, uh, and that's a, a quote from uh, Doctor Howard Thurman. And uh, the bottom line is that we're the right person at this space and time in history. We're not mad at anybody, but I do have the skills to fix this mess that we have in Waxaw. What would
0: you say are some of the challenges facing Waxaw?
1: First of all, um, Waxaw has to develop a uh, mentality that is going to look out for persons for the next 25 to 30 years other than themselves. There's a tremendous amount of talent in Waxhaw. There are people there with professional degrees from almost every major university, um, you know, around the world. Um, Harvard, namely, is one. I mean, there are Harvard grads right there in the Waxhaw community. Uh, There are University of uh, Michigan graduates. Uh, There are Memphis State graduates. Uh, There are, um, uh, you know, scholars from every field. And nobody's ever asked those people to come together Uh, to try and get a uh, strategic, you know, plan of consensus to solve what it is that we want Waxhaw to look like in the future. And over these last five years, I've taken it upon myself, utilizing my own skill set, my own training and background. um, And because my credentials are in ministry, every other profession comes out of that most people don't realize that you know God is still over everything and he trumps all of it all right and so the bottom line is is that even the, the Constitution and the First Amendment uh, we must keep a high wall Jefferson understood and he wrote that we must keep a high unimpregnable wall for those of us who are in ministry and who serve God because God is the God of everything and no faith no person no individual uh, regardless of their faith is more greater than the one sitting in front of you right now.
0: Okay. And moving forward, what's your vision for Waxaw in the next 10 years? What does Waxaw look like in your eyes?
1: Waxaw needs to look like it makes sense for the people who will come in the next 10, 15, or 20 years that somebody will be able to say that the people who came before them recognize that these individuals thought about them coming Uh, that means green space that means um, infrastructure that means uh, roads that make sense that go uh, uh, to places that it finishes out uh, a complete loop Uh, in my opinion the challenge that Waxall has on the 16 corridor has been kind of homemade When you look like me and you understand what's going on in the world and you look at the time that Waxhaw, 1889, as far as the town was founded, about 130 years, it went through the Jim Crow period, it went through the 60s, and even the the time in between. You can see neighborhoods where developers didn't want streets to continue because of the way the population looked on the other side of the cul-de-sac. Uh, and that's on both sides of our town on three sides of town you can see that So the money that people are asking for and begging from the state the the, the town needs to take a little bit of responsibility and own up to that it allowed these kinds of challenges that are superficial which means that people have to come at an exaggerated rate out of their community onto 16. That wouldn't have had to do that if they'd have just thought a little bit differently and taken the long view. And um, too much myopathy, you know, is, 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 is very, very bad for a space that's 12 square miles. But I have the solutions in my blood. Uh, 12 square miles is nothing. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, uh, the DNA of those that built the pyramids is in my blood, and I think that I can help solve this mess and actually help all people, you know, embrace all people, include all people in the solutions. No one group has all the answers, and I, I, I believe that. We all universally are connected to one another.
0: Okay, and where can people find more information about you or if they want to get involved with your campaign or meet you or ask you more questions?
1: Um, EdwinElam.org uh, is my campaign website. Uh, you can find more about my business at EdwinElam.com. Uh, You can find us, um, you know, of course you can Google quite a few things out there. Uh, I also want you to know that everything that we've ever done in our life has been uh, to help other people. Uh, We're one of those kinds of professionals that when we were not able to be bought by the unscrupulous parts of those people in communities, uh, they sought to try and you know, antagonize us and to, you know, to mar our name because we're the best of the best.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you very much. God bless you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Coffee with a Candidate. If you'd like more local news coverage, you can visit our website, unioncountyweekly.com, or pick up a copy of our latest newspaper. I'm Kayla Berenson, and I hope you have a great day.